Hi, listeners. Welcome back to the Absolutely ADHD podcast. Hi, everyone. Hi, Alana. Hi, Sam. What's going on? Nothing much. Just, you know, <laughs> a day. it's Monday. So I feel really like I always feel so stunted on a Monday. Like it's good if I wake up on time and I can get a workout in and I do a little bit of work. Like that's a good Monday for me. Totally. No, for me, if I drop something on a Monday, I'm like, my day is ruined. It's just the worst day. Wally's going to join us for a little bit. So pending his ability to re- to behave himself, he might stay for the episode. Guys, the other day I'm on the phone with Sam and things happen all the time that derail our phone calls. Like that's normal. That is usual. The other day, all of a sudden, Wally starts barking so much and then you sound like you just run away. Like I, I hear you just chasing I and then the phone I was like I gotta go and then I just dropped the phone, on the dropped the phone. and then it, I think like 30 minutes had gone by I text you I'm like are you okay <laughs> like I have no idea what happened it turns out Wally had escaped because a delivery guy came by and I opened my door and um Wally ran decided that was a good time to make his grand escape I don't know if Wally is unhappy here or if he's in search for a better life or more independence because he just booked it down the hall. I saw this really funny reel the other day that was like my dog that has all of his needs met and more and lives the most amazing life the second he gets a chance to run away. And it showed this like, um, it was the Forrest Gump like sprinting away. (laughs) (laughs) I also saw this TikTok or this meme that was like, a girl or something and she was like talking to her dog and she was like if you had lived a hundred years ago you would have had to fight for your own food and I was laughing at that so much well I guess it was more than a hundred years ago but I was like mm, when was a hundred years ago I want to try again take that out it was way more than a hundred years ago that dogs were like roaming the land looking for food okay when did we domesticate dogs I have literally no idea I have to look this up hold on uh, 30,000 years ago. So it was way more than 100 years ago. So anyway, it was, don't take this out. I think this is so funny. No, we're leaving it know, in. If people want, people are always like, why do you take out the most ADHD parts of the podcast? And I'm like, because you guys don't want to listen to us fumble I, our way through things all the time. No. And then if it's one of those days where we're actually having an off day, like where our thoughts aren't really coming together or anything, which actually that only happens to me. You're always fine with that. You're always able to articulate yourself. I, on the other hand, I'm like, blah, 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 blah. Wait, I'm still laughing that I was like trying to explain this meme about like when dogs were domesticated. And I was like, I don't know, a hundred years ago. And then I look it up on the internet. It's 30,000 years ago that dogs were domesticated. But anyway, right? Yeah. I mean, that's what the internet says and everything on the internet is true, right? All of it. All of it. All facts. I mean, I literally just looked at the first wiki link that popped up. So I don't know. Give or take. But anyway, the point of the meme was like, you would have to fight for your food. And I am sprinkling cheddar cheese over your kibble so that you eat it quicker. So (laughs) (laughs) I know. No, I've seen the same type. It was like when my ancestors were hunters and gatherers, and now I get anxiety over having to send an email. Like, it's the same exact vibe. (laughs) Literally. I think that all the time when I'm in the grocery store and I'm so stressed out. I don't know if you guys ever get this feeling, but some days, like, I feel, 
at my ability to interact with people in public is like so diminished. I don't know why, but sometimes there are days where I'm like, I don't know how to be a human being right now. Like, am I walking weird? And I always am. I'm always being really, really weird. But I was having a day like that the other day. I think it was yesterday, actually. And it was Sunday and I went out both nights. So I was feeling like not good. And, um, I was in the supermarket and I was like getting so much social anxiety about like weaving in and out of the aisles and like not making eye contact with people. But maybe that was weird because like who, who averts eye contact, like, unless they're suspicious, I don't know. I was just like freaking out. And I feel that all the time where I'm like, there was no room for freaking out in the hunter gatherer days. And now I can't even go to the deli aisle without freaking out. I will be using my map, my my Google Maps app to get around, obviously, because I don't know where I'm going here in New York. And you know how you start walking and you follow it and see if it's, if you're going in the right direction yeah. and then it'll correct you if you're not. Turn around if you're walking the opposite direction. Exactly. So as you guys know, I mean, I'm, I've only been here for like three weeks. So I spent a lot of time walking in front of the same restaurants, like the people who are just watching me going the same direction I just came from, just back and forth until I figure out what way my phone's trying to get me to go. So then I'm just wondering, I'm like, are these people who are sitting here having brunch outside, are they watching me just walk the wrong direction, even though I just went the wrong way? Same thing with you in the grocery store. Nobody cares that we already went down this aisle. Nobody cares. Which is actually a perfect segue into what we're going to talk about today. Oh, yeah. Which we didn't even plan that. We have designed that better. No, look at us go. Just podcasters <laughs> thriving. What I wanted to talk about today is the challenge of putting yourself out there in a variety of ways when you have ADHD, whether it's to meet new friends, whether it's to go on dates, whether it's to try and interview for a new job, all these things come with so much insecurities. And especially if we have challenges with self-esteem or anything with rejection sensitivity, there's just so many things that make this challenging when it comes to having ADHD. So I figured what a perfect thing to chat about this week, because it really is hard. We were just talking about this before we like started recording, but like rejection sensitivity and all of that stuff is like such a difficult thing for us to talk about. You know, I get embarrassed pretty easily and I, but it's like embarrassed of myself. Like I don't ever want to say the wrong thing or do the wrong thing in social situations and moving to a new city where I don't know anyone. And and I'm sure like you'll experience this too. It really like changed, it changed my personality And a lot of it was for the better, but some Mm -hmm. of the things like it did alter is for the worse. Like I definitely feel myself a lot more timid and a lot more shy and a lot more overthinky about like the social interactions I have now. And so like, it's really hard, you know, putting yourself out there. I think so often we're like, oh, it went really well or, oh, it went really bad. But most of the time, some bad stuff happens and some good stuff happens. I don't know. It's just like really hard to feel good about it all the time. It is. And our brains are wired to fixate on certain details. And that's really awful. (laughs) Like having to fixate on the things that maybe we said wrong. Or like I was having this conversation with my roommate the other day. Like we were both just like, like we'll leave a situation. We'll be like, you're weird. <laughs> you're weird. Why did you do it like that? I, I don't know. Exactly. No, you're right. Why did I do it like that? I, I wish I didn't. I sure wish I didn't. <laughs> I think that all the time with dating and stuff where I'm like, yeah, I am so, and you have to remind me about this literally all the time. It is more important in my context 
for my life. It is more important how I feel about them than how they feel about me. Like you are always reminding me, you're like, well, did you even like him? Like, why are you so worried if he liked you? Did you even like him? And then I'm like, I don't know. Because I was so hyper fixated the whole time on how I was coming off or if I was saying the right things. And like, that's all I can think about after the date too. And like that feeling does not go away for me after the first date. Like I feel just anxious about all of the things that I did wrong. And the thing about it too, is when we're having that conversation, I can tell from sometimes like the way that you're talking about it, I can tell that you are like not super interested in the person yet still you're like more concerned with, are they interested in me? So I remember I went on a date. Oh God, it must've been like two months ago or something. And I called you literally right after and I was like, oh my God, it went so well. Like I had such a good time. But like this, these couple of things happened and you were pretty much like, yeah, those are really big things that you don't feel great about. And then I remember as like I went on through my week and my multiple weeks and stuff, you've had to remind me so often like, well, remember what you said about not liking this and not loving this and not feeling super comfortable about this. Like I feel like I do get so caught up in a, oh, I wonder if they like me. Did I say enough funny things? And was I cute enough? And was my laugh weird? Or, you know, did I order the right thing at dinner? Or did I let them, you know, did I help them feel comfortable on this date or whatever? And so you you always have to remind me that it's like equally as important, if not more, what I think. Totally. I mean, yeah, more important, I would yeah, argue. Well, like for yeah, sure. Well, that's <laughs> me living my life. Yeah, it's definitely probably more important. The thing about rejection sensitivity is like when you have ADHD, a lot of times there's been a lot of times where we've probably felt like misunderstood or like people don't get us or like people think maybe we are lazy or maybe we feel like we said something dumb, whatever it is. And so all these times, like they, they pile on top of each other. And then of course add, you know, trauma to this. And that is a whole other piece of how, strongly we experience those negative emotions when we are feeling like rejected or something even if we're going in a job interview it's it's still the same thing it's like we're more concerned like do they like us yeah if anyone is trying to date in like a new city or something I don't know my biggest piece of advice is have no expectations literally none like don't expect anything good to come of it ever (laughs) knowing from this type of thing the thing you want is likely not going to come from it. Yet if it does, great. Then we're pleasantly surprised. What a great problem to have. Well, I think it's also important to like switch your expectations. The natural thought is to go into, go into a new date thinking like, I might fall in love with this man. Wrong. Do not Never think, think that. that. What you should be thinking is I'm going to get really good at dating. I'm going to get really good at meeting new people and not taking myself so seriously and having a little bit of fun in a new place that I've never been before. For me, what's so good about this is I'm like, okay, worst case, I'm going to explore a new part of town, see a new place, and then great. It's, that's it, you know? I love a girl with a funny dating story, you know? Cause I, so I think that all the time and it's also like, you're so right. Worst case scenario, they don't like me. For me, that is the worst case. One of the worst case scenarios is they meet me and they're like, ew, (laughs) you know, that would kill me inside. But I always have to remind myself 
in that situation, okay, stay with me here because this has really helped me develop a huge part of my personality. Okay. I do not like everyone I meet. And that is not a reflection on you. That is a reflection of me and what I need out of friendships and relationships and how I feel. And sometimes it's just a bad day. Or sometimes you have the same name as someone that bullied me in high school. You can't change that. I can't change that. You know, like it's sometimes it's important things like you made me feel small, but sometimes it's so silly, you know, and sometimes I don't like people. Sometimes you're not meant to like every person that you meet. You know, and I feel very comfortable with that when it's about me not liking someone else. But I get very scared when it's about someone else not liking me. Yeah. And so I always have to remind myself, like, if I want the freedom and the peace to just not like someone, knowing that that has nothing to do with them and that doesn't make them a bad person, it doesn't make them ugly, it doesn't make them weird, then I have to be very okay with the fact that sometimes the universe is going to put people in my life that just do not like me. And it doesn't mean I'm ugly and it doesn't mean I'm embarrassing and it doesn't mean I'm weird and it doesn't mean I'm unlovable. And I just like want to asterisk that by saying I don't think that all the time. Most of the time when someone doesn't like me, I am like, oh, it's because I'm disgusting. Why would they like me? (laughs) That's the thing. We can logically like have this piece of information in our minds. That doesn't make it any easier to deal with that physical, terrible feeling of like that rejection or that perceived rejection, whatever it is. What I always really fixate on is you know, sometimes like people just don't get the vibe. They don't get your tone. They don't get your humor, you know, yeah. like, and that's totally fine. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure everyone here at this point, if you're listening to the podcast, you guys do, or else you wouldn't be listening. So I was literally just about to say, you and I have a very specific type of humor, I feel. Right. So, and I feel like if, when I'm, when my humor is misunderstood, I feel like people can think that I'm I guess I don't know how to describe it. Maybe dramatic. It's like, no, I'm not like actually mad about this. I'm just like having a like joking reaction. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like get my bit, you know, (laughs) this is a bit. You don't understand it. I know. And then on the other hand, like when someone does, it's just like the best vibe ever. But this is what's so difficult. So like I, I talk about the podcast, like people that I go on, so I do think some of them know I have a podcast. So I can't talk like too, you know, detailed, too many details here. Yeah. Like I got to keep these people humble. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> worst nightmare is getting a text from someone in my personal life being like, so heard you talking about me on the podcast. <laughs> and I guess if that was the case, they'd be listening to the podcast. And I'd be like, all right, so you're listening to the podcast. That's, you know, one more listener. Maybe. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for the download. No. <laughs> No, I mean, the whole thing, all that being said, like, it is really difficult to put ourselves in these situations. And something I want to highlight, too, is that over time, sometimes when we get a little bit too used to avoiding those types of situations, what we don't realize is like big picture, it makes it way more difficult to go back into it, right? And so I think the way I think about it is like, if there's any part that I can like push or if there's any amount that I can push myself to go out of that comfort zone, but still support myself with like ongoing compassion, ongoing self-care, like reach out to the people that 
get you, you know, like that's the whole goal. But overall, I really do think that this also highlights why a lot of ADHDers just hang out with other ADHDers, you know, we're just understood on this deeper level, I think, at least for me. Something that I am currently struggling with that I have for a really long time is I'm going to start training for another marathon and it's happening in the end of February. So I don't have to start training until November. But what I've realized about marathon training is that the longer the runs get, the more difficult it is to self-motivate. That feels like a very obvious statement. You know, an 18 mile run is really difficult to get through by yourself with no support, like on just a logistical end, like carrying water and building a route and also on a social end, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I have to join a running group. Like I have to, but I am so terrified for all of these weird reasons that I've, you know, I've put it off for a year. And so now the fear isn't even connected to anything. I just know that I'm fearful of it. So I don't do it. Mm -hmm. I didn't take baby steps and I didn't put myself out there. And now my fear of putting myself out there in in the running community. Now I, it's a lot more difficult to move past the anxiety aspect of it because I put it off for so long. Exactly. No, it's cyclical. Like we avoid it and then we stay in our comfort zone or wherever it is. And then that anxiety kind of grows and grows as we avoid it. Yeah. And I'm like robbing myself of friends and a community that understand like this huge part of my life. Like the only person that is suffering is me, you know? Mm -hmm. No, it's, it's so hard. I think probably the hardest thing about putting myself out there in any way is over time, I feel like I've gotten kind of more, more independent due to being like let down. I feel like that kind of sounds like sad, but I don't know, over time, you know, it just, I become so protective of like my routines, my space, like my energy and all this stuff, which I'm sure is so common with ADHDers and stuff. And so sometimes I'm like, that's the scariest thing, at least for me about like going out, even with friends, but dating too, because I just don't want anything to interrupt this this piece that I've created for myself and it's not really peaceful in here, but like, it, no, it works. I mean, I get what you mean. And it's so funny because we were also talking about this, like for you, rejection sensitivity manifests itself in you wanting to protect your peace. Yeah. For me, I get so embarrassed so easily. Like I just am very quick to embarrass and I don't want to embarrass myself in front of other people. Like it's not so much about protecting my peace for me. It's more about like making sure that I come across perfect all the time. Protecting their peace. I feel like. Yeah, I guess like I've, but I've always been more concerned with other people than I am with myself. Like Mm -hmm. I've always, always sacrificed. Like I'm, and I do not think this is good. Like I think that this has been over romanticized is being, I'm too helpful, you know, and Mm -hmm. there is a limit and I have crossed that line and I do not know, like I will constantly overextend myself for the betterment of people around me, knowing that when I go to bed at night, I'm going to be the one hurting. Mm -hmm. And I'm, for some reason, I'm fine with that. Clearly (laughs) I have no qualms, no issues, no (laughs) notes on that situation. And I don't want them to think I'm weird or too much or, you know, it's, I spend all my time locked in my own head. Being too much or like the, even too sensitive. Like part of me is also with the protecting my energy. If I let anyone know like what's going on, like in here in my mind, like they're probably not going to get it. So then it's like easier just 
to close myself off, but that's obviously not helpful. And like, same thing with foregoing all of our own needs to make sure that everyone else is comfortable. You know what I mean? It feels comfortable in the short run, but in the long run, like it's really pushing us further and further away from being good, productive people, you know? Exactly. Well, it's also not like fair to ourselves, you know, at some point with the people pleasing and overextending ourselves, at some point we are lying to ourselves of like, oh, this is okay. This is okay. What I want to highlight here is it's so common for ADHDers to have coexisting conditions like social anxiety, depression, other things that make it so difficult to do the things that we're talking about, like putting ourselves out there. So that's important too. Like a lot of the times the challenges we're we're working with aren't just ADHD. It's related to a lot of other things, or it is the ADHD related, like the emotional dysregulation, which then goes into every single interaction we have with someone. Like it's all tied in. I love having these conversations because I feel like even between me and you, it's so different the way we handle things, yet it's so interesting and helpful to just like talk about it. I don't know. It's therapeutic. Yeah. I mean, it's funny too. Cause like, I don't think I quite realized. I always knew that your anxiety with putting yourself out there does come from wanting to protect your peace, but I've never noticed that ours are so different. And I, I don't know. I mean, and I feel like I feel bad that I keep bringing it back to dating, but at least for me, like that is the one social situation that really combines everything that gives me a lot of anxiety, like the romantic portion of getting to know people and the friendship portion of getting to know people. And, you know, like, I don't know. I feel like when I go on dates, I'll look back at it and you're so right. Like just looping it back to what you said, you know, at the beginning, all I can think about is the stuff that I wish I would have said or the stuff I wish I wouldn't have said. Or, you know, you and I were talking about this. We had a call yesterday in the park and um, you were like, you mentioned this and then I completely agreed with you. Maybe I should just go all in with being me. You know, I know that sounds so silly. Like, of course (laughs) I, you know, but like, wouldn't it be nice for them to know immediately the type of person I am immediately if they like it or not, you know, then I don't have to waste all this time. Exactly. So that's what Sam's doing is taking a lesson from my dating playbook, which is just show, show all the weirdness right away. Oh, don't God. hide anything. Yeah. Why would I, I mean, and I will like manicure myself and my personality within an inch of its life. I saw this, I saw another tweet that was like, a, it was like a guy saying to a girl, oh, I really like your personality. And the girl saying, yeah, it's because I mimicked yours. Like I do this all the time where it's like, yeah, of course you like me because I'm being exactly how you want me to be. You know? <laughs> well, this I'm- is so important. To, this is why we talk about masking because we get really good at it that sometimes we don't even realize that we're doing it. And we're actually doing it just to make sure that the people around us are super comfortable. And then it's like, well, yeah. What about us? I, and then I leave feeling wildly uncomfortable, but every, at least everyone else is happy. <laughs> yeah. I think what you were saying earlier, which is that, I mean, you could have the two like coolest, <laughs> coolest people in the world. And they still might not have chemistry and obviously it has nothing to do with like their worth or anything like that. So I don't know. I think that's something to remember. Same thing with friends, same thing with any type of environment where we're really pushing ourselves to kind of go out of that comfort zone because it really is difficult. Yeah. Like Nick Vial 
has this episode, uh, like he has a podcast. He's from The Bachelor, in case anyone wanted to know. I that and a clip is going viral from it. And he's like, you might have chemistry and attraction to someone, but that also doesn't mean that they're a good partner for you. You know, I feel yeah. like we put all of these, um, we put all of this pressure on these certain qualities and certain characteristics that someone elicits or that we think we elicit out of someone else. But like, I don't know. I mean, I don't really know where I was going with that. That was super tangential. But I guess my point is, is that like putting yourself out there is really painful and really awkward. And nine times out of 10, you don't get what you thought you were going to get out of it. But maybe instead of having no expectations, you just go in having a very self-centered expectation. Like this is going to be a good experience for me. It's about you. Absolutely. Obviously, in this episode, we talked more about how this relates to dating. Yeah. Um, don't get us wrong. It sucks out there. <laughs> like, don't, don't do it, guys. Like, <laughs> that's not the point of this podcast. No, I'm just kidding. It's, it's fine. What I am saying is there's certain situations where it does make sense to push ourselves. Maybe it's for an outcome that we don't expect, like just a different experience, maybe to meet someone just to have um, to see somewhere new or just maybe to like push ourselves and our nervous system a little bit in a safe way, in a way that makes us feel comfortable. Yeah. And it does get easier. That just reminded me also, it's like exposure therapy. It is exposure therapy. That's what dating is, is exposure therapy, honestly. That's it. So if you're... (laughs) Free exposure therapy. Um, Okay. Well, next episode, your mini course will be out, right? Yes. I'm so excited, guys. You can think of this mini course. It's going to be like a manage your ADHD starter pack. So it's going to be a digital resource, self-paced, and I'll be sharing those details next week when it is available for you guys. I'm really excited. I love a self-paced course. Like, don't tell me when to do it. You know, I'll do it when I want to do it. I'm really glad you said that. Thank you. Because like, I'm really leaning into this type of learning, like digital learning, self-paced stuff, because I can go back, I can process it in my own time, take my time if there's you know, if I need to listen to one part like a million times because I keep losing my train of thought, so be it. You know, it's fine. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. And I hope everybody has a good rest of your week. Yes, have a great week. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Talk to you next week. As always, thank you guys so much for joining us for this week's episode. You can find me on Instagram at Coaching by Alana, and you can find the podcast on Instagram at absolutely.adhd. Don't forget to like, subscribe, follow, write us a review so we can help share this information with more of you. As always, thank you so much for the support, and we will talk to you next week.